This is the Cubs-related podcast presented by CubsInsider.com. My name is Corey, and as I always say when I do these episodes by myself, in the timeless words of the poet Jason Derulo, I'm riding solo tonight. Brendan is, I think, above the skies of Los Angeles traveling from destination A to destination B, so it's just me here, and if you're hearing my voice on a Tuesday morning, it means that it's a special edition, because obviously we dropped our regular series recap and preview after the Cubs swept the Pirates this weekend on Monday morning, and if there is another episode, it means that something's going on. So it is indeed a special edition, and it is a special edition because the Cubs have completed a trade here on July 15th, on Monday night after they finished the series opener with the Reds, and that trade is as follows. The Cubs will receive catcher Martin Maldonado, and the Kansas City Royals will receive pitcher Mike Montgomery. That is the full extent of the trade. We also do hear from Theo Epstein that Wilson Contreras will indeed hit the injured list with that strained right foot that's kept him out a couple days. It sounded like Joe Madden was ready to get him back in the lineup, but we hear from Theo after Monday night's game that they did have him get an MR. It revealed a strain, and the medical staff said that playing through it or playing on it could make it worse, so they're going to be cautious, put him on the injured list, though Theo says he does not expect it to be more than 10 days. We will talk about that a little more, and we obviously have the details and and some of the just gut reactions to this trade to talk about. Going to keep this podcast a little short, but just wanted to give you guys a a little special edition here. I, I, I like doing these. I think Brendan likes doing these, even though he's not able to be with us tonight and just get a little gut reaction to this trade. It, it's it's the first kind of move we've seen for the Cubs, obviously, as we head into the trade deadline here in a couple weeks. And so I think it's worthwhile to break down and especially, which is where I'm going to start, because the person leaving the Cubs is Mike Montgomery. So where I want to start, I, I think is a pretty obvious place to start with someone in Montgomery's position. And that is to simply say thank you to Mike Montgomery. I think there's no other way to to react to a trade that involves him than to reminisce at least briefly on his role in the Chicago Cubs winning the 2016 World Series. And I don't think I need to remind any of you, Brendan and I try to do it on a regular basis on this podcast, but Mike Montgomery was on the mound pitching to Michael Martinez, who hits a soft ground ball to Chris Bryant. He throws that ball to Anthony Rizzo for the third out in the bottom of the 10th inning, and the Cubs win 8-7-10, winning the World Series in seven games. So I think the first thing to do, Mike has struggled in 2019. We've talked about that too on this podcast, and We'll get into more of that as we go along in the, in this short little podcast here, but I think the first place to start, again, is just to say thank you to Mike Montgomery. He provided a moment that I think changed all of our lives, and I will never forget him for that. He is an iconic member uh, of those photographs with the team celebrating on the mound with Javi and Russell, Chris and Anthony jumping into each other's arms, Miguel Montero in the background and the bench spilling out onto the mound at Progressive Field as the Cubs celebrated their first World Series championship in 108 
years. So Mike's place in Chicago Cubs history and lore is cemented forever. And whether he was having a good year or a bad year or living up to what role we wanted him to play for the 2019 group, whatever, he will never be forgotten for that. He is someone who should never, ever pay for a drink in the city of Chicago for the rest of his life. He shouldn't pay for meals. He is someone who should be remembered forever for getting that final out, uh, that 0-1 curveball to Michael Martinez. And I will remember him as such. And and so I think at least as publicly as I can, which is the, the opportunity I'm afforded with this microphone and, and this podcast, I do just want to say thank you to Mike. I, I wish him all the best as he goes back to the team that drafted him, the Kansas City Royals. And none of us will ever forget him for throwing that pitch and, again, providing a moment that is certainly one of the happiest in my life. I imagine it is the same for all of you listening. And so I wish Mike and his family the absolute best in Kansas City, and I will be grateful to him forever for throwing that 0-1 curveball and getting that ground ball to secure the Cubs World Series championship. So let's move into just exactly what's happening here. So I started by saying that Wilson Contreras is hitting the injured list. He's had that uh, strained right foot. We we heard reports before the game on Monday night that he was relentlessly texting Joe Madden saying, I'm fine. Let me back in there. Joe said they were going to give him Monday off, but that he was going to get back in there in the next couple of days. But the medical staff did further investigating into the injury and they're, they're being cautious here. And we, we've talked about Sometimes with this medical staff, that not being the case with some of these things, you know, think back to like Ben Zobris, wrist injury, and and other such instances as that. So I am all for them being cautious. I, I do think, and going through Cubs Twitter and reading the initial reactions to this, that the timing of this, though, is going to create some some panic among some people. I, I have only briefly talked to Brendan about this, but I can I think you all can imagine that he is extremely nervous as to what this means for Wilson Contreras. So I, I think that we have to kind of piece together what we have now, and ultimately we'll just have to see how this proceeds. If Wilson is on the injured list longer than the 10 days that Theo was saying, he said it shouldn't be more than 10 days. He made that very clear on Monday night when when we were kind of talking about all of this, but we'll have to see, and we'll have to see what does this mean for Victor Caratini, and obviously there's the the question that exists if, if Wilson is indeed going to be back within the 10 days. Do, are the Cubs planning on rostering three catchers? What is their, how are they envisioning that playing time? We'll just have to see. So I think we can react to this with the information and the knowledge that we have now, and we will proceed forward. What we do know is that Mike Montgomery has struggled in his role as a reliever this year in 20 relief appearances, totaling 27 innings. He's posted a 5.67 ERA and a 6.21 FIP. Those numbers are obviously not good. Uh, six strikeouts per nine innings, 4.3 walks per nine innings. These are not great numbers. And he is someone who Joe frequently likes to use as a lefty on lefty in those matchups. And he has not been good in those matchups. So 
I think you look at that. You also look at the fact that really for a couple years now, we've been hearing that Mike Montgomery wanted to be a starter. He believes that that is where he's best suited. That's where he's envisioned taking his career. And it's become clear over the years. He's gotten some spot starts. He spent some time, you know, in times that the Cubs have gone to a six-man rotation, etc. But it's become clear, especially in 2019, that that's not really what the Cubs have in the plans for him. We've seen Tyler Chatwood get starts this year. We've seen Albert Alzali get starts this year and later tonight, if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, Alec Mills is coming up and getting this start on Tuesday night and not Montgomery. So I think that some of that stuff is indeed telling of this relationship maybe just wasn't destined to work out. We've also heard Montgomery's name come up in rumors and, and, and trade reports all throughout this year and and even in past years, just because it's been abundantly clear that other teams may value his ability to be stretched out and start more than the Cubs, and that he and the Cubs don't necessarily see eye to eye on exactly what his role was going to be. And it shouldn't come as a shock that he is going to start for the Kansas City Royals on Friday. So I think that it's it's sort of immediately everybody maybe gets what they want here. Now, looking at Maldonado, this is a name that we talked about in the offseason when we were looking at the Cubs maybe getting a backup catcher. And what you're getting in him is fairly simple. He's not a great hitter. He's posted just a 73 WRC plus on the year. Again, 100 being league average, 227 batting average, 291 on base percentage, and a 366 slugging percentage. He's got six homers and 17 RBIs in 263 plate appearances for the Kansas City Royals, but what you are getting is one of the best defensive catchers in baseball. He is consistently near the top of framing leaderboards, receiving leaderboards. He has a good arm. He is one of the best defensive catchers in baseball, and that is something that we kind of thought the Cubs would look at in the offseason. They did offer Maldonado a contract, but he wanted to start, so he ends up signing with Kansas City. Again, sort of similar to Montgomery in this offseason, Maldonado and the Cubs, I, I just don't think, saw eye to eye on what he wanted his role to be. Obviously, now he doesn't have much of a choice. So it it, it seems like a, a pretty fair swap, and Theo Epstein was saying when they were asking all of these questions in the aftermath here of of the moves, that this is something that they had been looking at and that they had been talking to the Kansas City Royals even prior to Wilson Contreras's injury. And as we always say, Theo is not obligated to tell us the whole truth, nothing but the truth, and the absolute truth in these things. But I think for now, we have to take him at his word and and just at face value on what he's saying here. So that does make things a little interesting because I think a lot of people looked at this move and thought, oh man, this must mean that Wilson's hurt, that his foot injury is really bad. If the Cubs are getting catcher depth, what does this mean for Wilson, right? But if you're taking Theo at his word that they were looking at Maldonado already, I I think perhaps we can calm down about Wilson a little bit. It's also important to remember that there is a hard trade deadline now. There is no more 
waiver period where you can make those trades like we've seen the Cubs do in the past. The trade deadline is the trade deadline now. So I do think that factors into it too. If the Cubs are looking at this and saying, well, we hope Wilson is is back and ready to go in, in, in 10 days or less, but maybe this is something that lingers and we're not super thrilled with our catching depth. Maybe we don't want to be in a situation where Victor Caratini and Taylor Davis, for example, are your two main catching options. And and so maybe this is just one of those proactive moves before we get to the real heat of the trade deadline where everybody kind of has to pick a definitive buying or selling stance. And the Cubs are thinking, you know what, this is a position we want to add in. We don't really have the right role for Montgomery. He has not performed well in the role that we do have for him. And we're talking to Kansas City. Let's accelerate this now because we're going to be without Wilson for at least 10 days or so anyway. So let's just do this. So that all certainly factors into it. And again, I I think we're all hoping that that is the logic and that there's not something more serious going on with Wilson or this isn't something that just lingers throughout the season and and causes him to miss time or not be able to play every day, whatever the scenario is. So I think that's all important to factor in, and that's what I'm going to go with now. It just seems like something where Montgomery and the Cubs don't really match up as far as what he wants his role to be, and he hasn't been successful in the role that the Cubs have for him. So I think that they go out and they get a guy that they've liked since the offseason, they, they talk to in the offseason, and they add a skill that they don't necessarily have. Wilson is a great catcher. Victor Caratini has done a great job as the backup. He's hit very well for this team, but Maldonado brings a defensive skill set, especially in framing and receiving, that the Cubs don't necessarily possess to that degree. So I, I think that this is perhaps and hopefully just something that works out for both teams. Again, Monty starting on Friday. He gets to play the role that he wants. And the Cubs get some depth at a position that, again, you can't address after the trade deadline. So now they, they've you know maybe addressed an area that they feel like they wanted a little more depth at, and now they can get back to focusing on, okay, do we want to add bigger names for this bullpen? Do we want to add bigger names as position player depth or as starters? Do we want to make some serious moves? We'll see how that all progresses. But I think that's my initial reaction to this. Again, we, we have to see how all of this plays out. The, the Wilson Contreras thing, certainly unnerving, right? You never want a guy to be dealing with an injury like this, and especially because we went from, okay, he's going to sit out a couple days, but he'll be back, to now he's on the injured list. I think it's very easy for people to be like, okay, I don't I don't know if I trust what they're saying here because an hour ago he was going to be playing in the next couple days and now he's on the injured list and we have a whole new catcher, right? So I get it. I I understand where that kind of nervousness and and maybe unease with this situation comes from, but we're just going to have to take Theo at his word for now and see how this progresses and 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 see what unfolds over the next couple weeks here. And it's it's very possible the Cubs have some other things brewing. Again, I think the the biggest question here is if Wilson is only going to be out for 10 days or so, do the Cubs plan on rostering three catchers or do they plan on maybe moving Caratini, playing Wilson in the outfield sometimes? I don't know. That that's just going to be something that we are going to have to see going forward, but I as we talked about, Victor's done a, a really good job as a backup catcher. He, he's been great at the plate. He has developed a really nice relationship with some of these pitchers and, you know, kind of as their personal catchers, if you will. And 
that being said, I don't think that having a veteran like Maldonado and someone that can receive and do what he does behind the plate, I don't think that that's a bad thing for the Cubs to have. I think having those influences, especially with Wilson, that's why we argued for it in the offseason. With the way that Caratini has played, I didn't think that this is something that they were going to do, and I don't know that I thought it was a necessity, but I, I still think that the merits of having a veteran catcher that does these things really well behind the plate is a good thing for, for Wilson Contreras to have back there. So that's kind of my gut reaction to the trade. I, I, I am hoping that the Wilson injury is not as not serious as Theo Epstein and the Cubs are, are saying at the moment, and that they are just indeed being cautious about this with the medical staff saying that if he got out there and played, it could indeed make it worse. So we're just going to be proactive. It's July. We, we need you for the long haul here, Wilson. So we're, we're going to be proactive here. And that this was just a move that that works out for everybody. The the Cubs have have liked Maldonado for a while. They wanted to add a little depth there, and Montgomery can play the role that he wants to play and that the Cubs don't really have for him. So that's what I'm hoping. I I, I do want to read here some of the quotes that have come across the newswire on the evening. Again, an awful lot going on after, after the Cubs lost the opener to the Reds on Monday night. And he, here's here's just the quote on, on Theo saying that they had been talking about this prior to the Contreras diagnosis. He says, quote, we'd actually been working on a version of the deal beforehand, and it was something we wanted to quickly finalize once it became clear that Wilson was going to miss some time. So that is Theo's exact words on that. And I also wanted to read Mike Montgomery's quotes on just his reaction to this. And so this is kind of a long quote, so bear with me here, but I I did want to read his words on the matter. He says, quote, it's tough because I felt like I've given everything to Chicago that I could. Remembering times like the parade and different things, you get those emotions going through your head and you understand what kind of impact you had on a lot of people's lives here. I look back at that World Series final out and it's an emotional experience. At the time, I didn't realize how much impact it it had, but especially now, especially as I leave this team and this city, it's going to be something I can look back on and be really proud of. And understand, hey, I was able to accomplish a lot here. It's time to move on and see what else I can accomplish somewhere else. It's going to be tough leaving here. I told some of the guys that I saw, I wish them the best. I think this team has what it takes to make it to the World Series and win it all. I'll be watching and keeping tabs on these guys. So that is what Montgomery has to say. And again, he will start on Friday. So I wish him all the best in his future endeavors with the Kansas City Royals. Again, the team that drafted him. So a lot of things in baseball end up coming full circle. And this is one of them. Theo Epstein saying on Mike Montgomery, quote, I want to thank Mike Montgomery for everything he did in a Cubs uniform. Obviously, you can't talk about his contributions without talking about getting the last out of that World Series that changed everybody's life. So that's what it is, and that's where we are. And I think that that is my instant reaction to this. I have read an awful lot of tweets and, and in, you know, other people's instant reactions to, to all of this. And it definitely varies. I think that there is definitely a crowd that is pretty freaked out about what this might mean for Wilson Contreras. I don't necessarily find myself in that group. I think that I'm I'm glad the Cubs are being proactive on this. 
I'm kind of taking, look, Wilson, if his leg got chopped off, would be texting Joe to get back out there. So his desire to play doesn't necessarily mean that he's fine. But if he had some serious injury, I would think at least a little bit that he would not have been campaigning so strongly to get back in the lineup and that Joe would not have been considering playing him. So I'm, I'm hoping that that means it is just something that they want to be proactive about that'll get better over time and is not some super serious thing that is going to derail a really excellent season that Wilson is in the middle of. So again, there, there, there will be more speculation as we go forward here as to what the Cubs do, especially once Contreras comes back. But that is kind of my gut reaction to this. And I think that it hopefully is is just that kind of simple of a thing that works out for everybody and not something bigger. But again, it, it also may be the precursor to more moves. I think that as the Cubs are still in a tight race here in the NL Central, and on Monday we get a, another one of those kind of first half games where they're kicking the ball all over the field and just throwing a game in the absolute garbage, it's possible that Theo's that you know that this is the beginning of Theo getting ready to take some action here and and we'll just have to see but that is my gut reaction to this move I, I think it'll be nice to have someone like Maldonado here I think that obviously he's someone that that pitchers are going to like throwing to and someone that is hopefully going to grab some of these guys some extra strikes and uh you know prevent some some extra balls with some of these umpires and just do a really nice job defensively behind the plate and i you know that that's never a bad thing to have so that is my gut reaction here. It's possible that as you listen to this on Tuesday morning, more information has come out that invalidates some of what I said. I hope that's not the case, but that is where I am at for now. So I I, I just wanted to do a quick one here, only uh, you know, 20, 20 something minutes, but I, I do want to finish again by just saying thank you to Mike Montgomery for his time in Chicago. It is... Uh, a weird thing because obviously he hasn't performed as well as we would like and I think that especially when Joe was bringing him in to face lefties in this 2019 season not really some someone that I or a lot of us were really looking forward to seeing on a nightly basis but he's just someone that it was so important to that 2016 team and is a part of the most iconic moment in Chicago Cubs history. And so saying goodbye to someone like that and 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 kind of closing the, the book on, on at least his chapter with the Chicago Cubs does have a, a, a weird feeling. I, you know, I was reading these and, you know, wa- of course, watching the clips from Game 7 of the World Series and that final out, and you, you get a little emotional a little bit because this is someone who I, I think everybody on that 2016 team will always hold a special place in our hearts, even if they went on to not perform for this team or go on to play for other teams. I think that everybody that was involved in that is someone that we're always going to have a special place for and and those memories with. So, I wish Monty the best. I, I will. I, there, there is not a single pitch in baseball history that I have watched more on repeat on YouTube or Twitter or Instagram, wherever, than his 0-1 curveball to Michael Martinez. So that will always be the case, and I will always be very grateful to him for throwing that pitch. But 
it is time to say goodbye with we, the Cubs making moves and, and getting started here as we head toward the trade deadline here just a couple weeks away before there are no more moves to be made. So I, I think that that is all I have for you. It's, again, something that we're going to have to keep monitoring and, and see exactly what the future holds for for this move and, and exactly what it means for the Chicago Cubs. But I, I think initially... That's that's my stance on it, and and I we will keep you updated as as we hear more on Wilson Contreras perhaps and what they intend Maldonado's role to be. I think obviously getting to the ballpark tomorrow, the beat writers and everybody are going to have some more questions and questions for Joe, questions for Theo. So we may get some more clarity on exactly what their plan is, but. I think for now, I'm going with they wanted some more catcher depth. Monty didn't really have a role here, wanted to be a starter. We, we've heard him kind of nudge them for trades before, and I think that this is just one of those things where when you're starting catchers dealing with a foot thing, you're already talking about this perhaps, and you say, okay, let's get this done. Let's speed this up. We need to do this now because our, our catcher is hitting the injured list. So that that is kind of my gut reaction. That is kind of what I hope this move is about and not something more serious with Wilson, but just something that we are going to have to keep an eye on. So I think that's all I have for you. Just wanted to do a a quick gut reaction for you and talk about this a little bit, say farewell to Mike Montgomery. And as always, when we do these solo ones, it's very possible that I rambled on here, repeated some things. I'm not sure, but hopefully these solo performances are enjoyable listens of just the kind of quick hit variety and tolerable uh, for me just doing this by myself and not having Brendan to bounce ideas off of and, and carry the conversation with. So hopefully these are are enjoyable and useful for you guys. And as we're all just kind of having our heads spin, kind of trying to wrap our heads around this move late on a Monday night, hopefully it is uh, nice to have just 20 minutes with me alone to talk about this with. But either way, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, We had a lot of people listen to the episode on Monday. And as we always say, we, we really appreciate that. It's very humbling to see how many of you guys listen to us. And I think we've mentioned this before, but I'll, I'll take this opportunity again since I'm by myself. We, we've Both Brendan and I have noticed a, a lot more activity with you guys on social media, uh, on Twitter especially, and we really appreciate that. A lot of feedback of people looking forward to the shows and just little notes that let us know that you guys are listening. And it means a lot. It's still very cool to Brendan and I and still very surreal that so many of you listen and look forward to hearing my, to me, really awful voice in, in your earbuds and in your headphones every few days. So we thank you guys very much for that. We will be back with you after the Cubs finish up this series with the Cincinnati Reds. And obviously, if anything else goes on, I, I'm more than happy to jump back on and, and do a little special edition for you. But for now, I think that's all we have. I, I thank you guys for tuning in here and letting me just kind of rile off some some thoughts straight from my brain, uh, mostly unfiltered, I think. So I, I appreciate you guys indulging that. We'll talk to you soon. And as always, go Cubs. Geico knows there are many reasons why you ride. From the thrill of the revving engine and pure adrenaline of flying down the highway 
to the confidence of knowing that Geico always has your back with 24-7 access to claim service. But Ari Snyder has one reason in particular. I had extremely large upper arms. They won't even fit into most shirts. Thankfully, biking really embraces vest culture, so I feel accepted. Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.